So here I am, solo traveling the world post-divorce and writing about what I was learning. And I realized that my purpose was suddenly much bigger than just teaching travel. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. We have a little bit of a different episode today, even though I suppose that's what we've kind of been doing lately. Um, But today I am taking a deep breath and sharing something special with you. What you are going to hear is the keynote that I gave at this year's TBEX North America. TBEX, that's a conference, by the way. TBEX stands for Travel Blog Exchange. Those of you out there who are starting travel blogs or wanting to find your way through the business side of it, that would be a fabulous conference for you to look out for and go to. They have them um, in different places in the world. I started going to TBEX in 2014. I think I went to five of them in Europe and Asia and one in North America. And it's been a few years since I've been to one, but this year they held TBEX North America right here in Montana in Billings, which is only two hours from me. And they asked me to speak and I got to give a keynote. It was a pretty big deal for me. This was my first keynote. And there were probably 350 people in the audience for it. Um, but they they gave me permission to repurpose the audio that was recorded from the actual event and publish it here on my show. So I get to share the actual keynote here with you today. So what is it about? It is about understanding the leadership roles that accompany the positions we create for ourselves as influencers, as people who have the capacity to have an effect on someone else. What kind of power does that give us? What responsibilities does that task us with? especially as it applies to the travel industry specifically. It's a conversation I wish more quote unquote influencers were having, which is why I tasked myself with speaking about it. I'm still learning about this every day. I mean, a lot of you guys have been listening since day one of this podcast and you know that my business looks different today than it did then. We change, we grow, we learn. Sometimes we grow into our businesses. Sometimes we grow out of them and change is good. And it usually means the learning curve continues. And that is a space that I like to be in, even when it's really challenging. Learning about leadership in the capacity of someone with an audience has been incredibly eye-opening for me and very challenging. But It's one challenge I believe we should all rise to when it's our turn. So why should you listen? Because this is not just for travel bloggers or people with an audience. This is my story. It's actually kind of a rushed version of my story since they only gave me about 25 minutes to talk. Uh, And it's things that I've learned along the way, things that we can all put into practice, every single one of us. I'm going to talk about expectations, responsible travel, privilege, and leadership. And I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. You can also find this on my blog at travelingjackie.com. I'll have the video version there if you actually want to watch it. And you can leave a comment there with any thoughts or questions. I, as always, would love to hear your feedback. 
And um, this is kind of scary. And it's also kind of funny because it was scary enough to stand on a stage and give the keynote in front of hundreds of people live. And now I'm here in a room by myself recording this and getting ready to publish it. But by putting it here on the show, it's going out to thousands. (laughs) My stage here is just a little bit less visible. So that is scary. But thank you guys for allowing me to share pieces of me and my story like this. Um, And just one note about the fact that you'll be listening to something that was delivered live. Uh, We had technical issues, of course, with the advancing of the slides. So when you hear lulls, it's the AV guys trying to advance my slides for me. So just bear with us through those pauses. And all right, here we go. This episode is supported by World Packers. World Packers is a community of over 1 million travelers and hosts collaborating together to make travel more accessible to those seeking a profound cultural experience. It is a work in exchange for a room opportunity that values environmentalism, authenticity, growth, and working together above all else and makes a great effort to provide the best and safest volunteering experience possible. You can volunteer a few hours a day in exchange for free accommodation all over the world. With verified hosts in over 170 countries, you can use World Packers to find opportunities with eco projects, hostels, NGOs, communities, and all kinds of interesting things. You can read reviews of the projects from other travelers as well. It's a great way to enjoy real cultural exchange while making an impact in the destinations you visit. I can attest to that. I've traveled like this before. And of course, it's also a great way to help you save a lot of money. It does cost $49 per year to be a member, which gives you access to communicating with hosts and you get verified as a traveler. But they're offering a $20 discount just for Jump listeners. So go to travelingjackie.com slash worldpackers and the discount will already be applied there. Or if you find yourself on the World Packers page another way, just use promo code JUMP and save $20 when you become a member. Either way works and you'll be opened to literally a world of opportunity. This is a great deal, you guys. But just a warning, it will leave you daydreaming at work. Oof, I've been there. Thank you. Horses in the bag. Horse stock is attached. Oh, Head yeah. Head is black. Got the boots <laughs> yeah. like Riding on a horse. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Whoa, this is cool. You guys talk back. This is definitely not like podcasting. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about leadership today as influencers. So I hope that you guys are awake. <laughs> Welcome to Montana, first of all. Uh, how many Montanans are in the house right now? Yeah, yeah I live here too. Um, it's not my original home, but it is my chosen home. Um, how many of you guys think that all of these beautiful people should come back in the middle of winter for the real beauty of Montana? <laughs> now, I first moved here in 2004, actually, and I've been on and off uh, since then. Um, but in order to share with you what I want to share with you today, um, we're going to go back a little bit further than that. So here we go. 2003. These photos are a little bit embarrassing. Um, I was 18, just a little baby. And um, I moved to Costa Rica for the first time to study abroad. And this is me with my host family at 18 years old in 2003. And um, this was the first time that I really got into travel, that I um, learned the ropes and really fell in love with the world of travel and learned Spanish for the first time fluently, learned to dance, all of that stuff. Um, It was incredible. I really felt like I was in my element for the first time. And um, I like to say that I took the flight home kicking and screaming because I just didn't want to go back to normal. 
Um, and actually that was the first time that I moved to Montana because I needed more new. I'm sure none of you can relate to that. <laughs> that led to studying abroad in Italy the next year. I learned Italian. I traveled all over Europe for the first time. Um, I, the next year, 2007, I backpacked through Central America, Panama City to Mexico City. If you guys ever can do that, highly, highly recommended. I moved to Brazil in 2008 and learned Portuguese because why not? Uh, I moved back to Italy in 2009 and traveled all over Europe again. I went back in 2010 because Europe is one of my places. Um, spent some more time in Central America. Finally made it down to South America. Went to Peru in 2011, 2013. Spent a month in Southeast Asia and then went on a girl's trip to Nicaragua. And I'm going to pause right here because what I just showed you in about, I don't know, 30 seconds represents 10 years of my life. 10 years of long-term international travel um, that has sort of kick-started and led me to here, where I am now. This picture on the right is one of the last pictures ever taken of me before I launched the Budget-Minded Traveler blog, which was my first blog. Um, I launched that in 2013, and um, I did that because, well, I learned that blogging was a thing. Um, and I believed that travel uh, exposing ourselves to different people and places and cultures has the power to overcome intolerance and prejudice and environmental impact issues and all sorts of other things. And what I wanted to do was share that with the world and share the magic that I had experienced through travel with you. It was all about you. My purpose went from traveling for fun, changed overnight to as well as I could understand this purpose was to teach everything that I knew about travel, how to do it safely, smartly, and because I was an expert at it, while saving more money. And so the Budget Minded Traveler blog was born in 2013. The other thing that was born that year was my book. I don't know if any of you guys even remember that I had a book, but uh, before I knew that blogging was a thing, I knew that books were a thing. And so I was spent, I had spent three years writing this book. And so this came out, it was kind of the precursor to the blog, six months after the blog. And I love this picture because it's my testament to my long-term obsession with turquoise. Um, so fast forward to 2014, uh, I went to my first conference and this conference was called New Media Expo. This is one of Rick's conferences. Shout out to Rick because this was a game changer for me. It's called NMX. Um, and one of the things that they did at this conference was the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And I was paying attention just enough to, to learn that there was a best travel podcast category. And besides Chris and Gary, who are here somewhere, um, I hadn't met anybody in the travel industry yet. This was an online business conference. And so I, I decided to reach out to this person who won Best Travel Podcast. I had no idea even really why I was doing this, but I did it anyway. And this person ended up being Lou Mangiello. <laughs> and now that I know Lou Mangiello, this means something totally different to me. But you guys might find that name familiar. He's keynoted at TBEX before. Um, he's the host of WDW Radio, Walt Disney World Radio. Um, and he, being the fabulous human that he is, invited me to breakfast. <laughs> so here I am at my first conference ever, sitting down to breakfast with Lou Mangiello. And if you guys know him, you know that that's kind of a big deal. So, and I was just a newbie. So Lou sits me down and gives me a list of three things to do. One was to start a podcast. Two, go to some conference called TBEX. And three, I'm gonna get to that one a little bit later. 
I was super resistant to podcasting. I had let nearly the entire conference go by without attending a single podcast session because I had just started my blog. I was overwhelmed enough as it is. I felt like an imposter enough as it is. You know, all this was so new to me. Podcast was not even on my radar, but Lou was really insistent. Um, he seemed to know what he was talking about. And I don't know about you guys, but when I am in the presence of someone who has gone before me and they are willing to give me advice, I listen. And so, Two months later, I launched my podcast. Does anybody in here have a podcast? Yeah, all right. At least you guys are going to know what I'm talking about here. Hey, Chris. There is a sacred, sacred place on iTunes called New and Noteworthy. And this is how it used to be, at least. I'm not sure if it's still the same. But from the moment your podcast is born on iTunes, you have up to eight weeks to make it into this section. And this section is nobody knows how to get there. There's no like secrets or algorithms or tricks, but it's highly coveted because essentially iTunes does your marketing for you. Uh, you are placed front and center. When somebody opens up iTunes and goes to the podcast page, there you are. So everybody wants to get into new and noteworthy because it helps you grow your show early. What happened next absolutely terrified me because my podcast made it into iTunes in four days, four days. And so... This is me in Mexico, of course, true Jack Jackie fashion. Um, I hopped on a plane as soon as I published my podcast and went to Mexico to do a work away. And so this is my first day in Mexico, appropriately celebrating with a Modelo, um, when I found out that my podcast was on the front page of iTunes. And this was, I thought, really fabulous until um, I realized that what that fabulous event also meant was that I was completely open and vulnerable to trolls. I don't know if you guys can read this. This was my first review ever. And I'm going to read it out loud to you guys. You're laughing. <laughs> Most annoying voice outside NPR. If you love verbal fry, you will love this podcast. One star. First review ever, ever, ever. And it was in front of thousands of people. I couldn't take this back now. I wanted to crawl into a cave and never come out. I questioned everything. I had exposed myself and I had gotten burned and it hurt. Um, so in this moment, I decided to summon the courage from two people whom I admire very much and I study. Um, one of them is Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn says, every moment you spend on a hater is a moment wasted with someone who loves you. And fortunately, the positive reviews were starting to come in. So I could at least recognize that there were more than just haters out there. The second person is Brene Brown. Um, you may have heard of her. And if you know her work, then you know that a lot of her work and books are largely inspired by um, a quote that she stumbled upon once while she was in a similar cave. And that is the man in the arena speech uh, from Theodore Roosevelt. I'm going to read this to you. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. 
The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I knew at that moment that I was in the arena, welcome. And I could see that the Pat Flynn's and the Brene Brown's of the world were by my side and I decided at least to keep going, one thing at a time. That podcast has since gone on to top travel podcast lists worldwide. Um, have any of you guys listened to my podcast ever? Yeah, woohoo! Uh, and there's some people in this room who have been on my podcast, several people in here actually. Um, it has been completely life-changing for me. And I know that it has changed the lives of some of my listeners because they've told me so. They've emailed me and told me. And I cannot imagine having stopped because of one voice. Nothing worth having comes easy. Another thank you from Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, so we get through the podcast launch. And the next thing on my Lou list was to go to TBEX. And this is 2014. So TBEX that year was in Athens. Did anybody go to Athens? TBEX? Yeah, several of you. Okay. Um, so my idea was to continue to put myself out there, make my name known, expand my brand, and open myself up to opportunity. And opportunity certainly found me at that TBEX. I uh, met the editors of Yahoo Travel, and I started freelancing for them for a short time. And during that short time, they introduced me to the Adventure Travel Trade Association. These were my people. I started going to events with them, on trips with them. Momentum was gaining. Things were going really well. I felt like I was finally on the road to making it, right? And then all of a sudden, 2015, I went through a rather rough breakup, also known as divorce. And at that moment in my life, I craved an outlet. I needed a place to express myself creatively. I'm a writer and I needed to use words to get through this. And I didn't want to do it in the box of budget travel. And so, call me crazy, but after, on top of the Budget Minded Traveler blog and podcast, I started Traveling Jackie. And this was going to be my new non-niche platform where I could do whatever I wanted and say whatever I wanted. Um, so two things happened when I started that blog. One, I joined a new niche um, by default, solo female travel. Uh, and then two, I changed the spotlight. The spotlight had been on you before. Everything I was doing online was to teach you, to, 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 to take you with me, to, to, to teach you everything I knew about travel, to get you off your couch and to get out into the world. Um, at a very strange time in my life to be doing so, I kind of took the spotlight and put it on myself, which I didn't really mean to do, but that's what happened. Um, so here I am, solo traveling the world post-divorce and writing about what I was learning. And let's face it, humans are nosy and that's the juicy stuff, right? So I was getting a ton of traffic every time that I published one of those um, personal essays on my blog. And I realized that my purpose was suddenly much bigger than just teaching travel. 
Um, that was a turning point in my life that I didn't quite recognize at the time, except for all the obvious stuff. Um, I left my ex, my dog, my house, my furniture, everything comfortable behind. Um, and I set out, packed my backpack with my laptop and my microphone and hit the road. And um, for the next couple years, I traveled nomadically. I hit rock bottom. I experienced lows that I would not wish upon anybody. Um, and I also experienced highs that I didn't know existed. And I was really aimless. I was really blowing with the wind. I didn't have much energy for anything else. My personal life felt so heavy. All I wanted to do was float. I was so tired of working so hard and being responsible. And I just wanted to travel and write and eat good food and live lightly and just not care. Um, and it, my, my podcast suffered, went through breaks, prolonged, frequent. Um, my blog traffic was stagnant. I wasn't making enough money. My life was kind of at a standstill. And it took me two years <laughs> traveling like that to realize that that was harmful to more than just me. In the fall of 2017, I went to the Adventure Travel World Summit in Argentina, and I was asked to speak at this conference. And this was a big deal for me. Speaking at a conference had been a big goal of mine for a long time. And so I feel like I went into this conference with my eyes wide open. I was like a sponge. I was kind of renewed when I got to this conference. And we covered some really big topics. Um, but a few of the things that really stayed with me from this, this experience in Argentina uh, that I'm going to talk about today in the arenas of um, expectations, privilege, leadership, and responsible travel. Um, and the reason I want to touch on all of these with you guys today is because this felt for me like the ice bucket challenge, like the cold water in the face, wake up. I had spent too long traveling the world aimlessly thinking that nobody really cared what I did, that it didn't really matter. I'm just one person. I'm not that important, right? If you've ever had this thought with me, you couldn't be more wrong. And I'm going to use my experience to share with you why I believe that. So we'll start with expectations, set healthy expectations. How many of you guys hate the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. I hated that question because it's not a question you ask traveling Jackie. That's a question you ask somebody who has their stuff together, right? Not a nomadic traveler. And I never had an answer for that question. So I always hated it. But I realized that there's a danger to not knowing the answer to that question. And the danger is because when we don't have a path, we default to anything shiny, right? When we are blowing with the wind, who's making our decisions? The wind. That's not healthy. Default is dangerous because it doesn't look like you. If you don't design your life, if you don't organize your life, someone else will, right? I'm sure you've heard that before. If you don't organize your life, someone else will. And you're defaulting. Your life starts to look like them, and we are all missing out on you. I'm not saying be close to opportunity, um, but I am encouraging you to discover your purpose and your why behind everything that you're doing, behind all of your decisions. Make your decisions by design, not default. Um, I don't think it's just a healthy work ethic. I think that it's our responsibility as leaders. We have followers, right? Where are we leading them? 
Uh, acknowledge privilege. None of us can help the color of our skin or where we were born or the families we were born into. We didn't earn any of that, yet we're all judged for it. I think that the best thing that we can do with this is to recognize where we fit on the privilege scale and try to understand to the best of our abilities how others see us regardless, regardless of how we see ourselves. Understand the message we are sending and also how is that message being received? Step into leadership. I told you guys my story um, about how I built my platforms and how I didn't want any responsibility. I just wanted to travel and play and write. Um, but what I had done was I put myself out there as a travel authority and I started to gain an audience and it grew by the hundreds and then the thousands and tens of thousands. And my role changed whether I wanted it to or not, whether I recognized it or not, I had created a leadership role for myself. And if you are a content creator with a platform, you have and you are creating a leadership role for yourself as well. The key is to recognize that so you can be responsible with that power. Be a responsible traveler. Um, sustainable tourism and responsible travel are essentially the same thing. I'm going to I uh, define them for you here. Uh, the World Tourism Organization defines sustainable tourism as tourism that takes full account of its current and future economic, social, and environmental impacts, addressing the needs of visitors, the industry, the environment, and host communities. And HuffPost sums up responsible travel as being socially and culturally aware when you travel, i.e. use more common sense, people. Understanding your effect on the places you visit and trying to make that effect a positive one. Around that time of that conference in Argentina, Lonely Planet came out with an article um, for the top destinations to visit in 2018. And when I saw that Chile was number one and a picture of Torres del Paine National Park was on the cover of this article, my heart dropped. I wanted to run to Chile and wrap my arms around it like a tree hugger. I wanted to protect it from those hordes of tourists that were surely to be coming now who didn't love it like I do, who don't respect it like I do. When you love something, you want to protect it, right? But if you don't know something, you can't love it. And it's almost absurd I would have this reaction anyway because I personally bring travelers to Chile. I lead trips for my own audience and I'm about to lead my fourth one to Chile in November. I bring people to Chile myself. I shouldn't be having this reaction, right? But it's because I love the place. I've spent a lot of time in Chile in the last few years. But the answer here is sustainable travel. Come to Chile, meet the people, learn from them, share with them, hike the gorgeous trails, taste the food, get to know Chile and learn to love it like I do so that we can protect it together. And when you're done doing that with Chile, do it with the next destination and the next destination, and then do it with your home as well. If you're going to participate in travel, participate responsibly. So coming away from that conference, I asked myself, what moves me? What is important to me? And so these are a couple of the things that I came up with. This first one um, is a nonprofit in my favorite national park in Chile. And I actually partnered with them on my last group trip 
to this national park uh, last year, um, I invited them to come talk to my group on day one and share with my group what they were doing in education and research and sustainable practices within the park so that my participants would be invested in where they are so that they would learn more about where they would be hiking for the next five days and possibly with a little bit of a look into the background and why it's so important that we are there um, that they would learn to love it too, like me. And also um, that they were helping because I was able to make a donation to this nonprofit with some of the proceeds from that trip. And so my participants knew that they were doing good in a place and that was important to me. Um, TAP, you may have heard of, Travelers Against Plastic. This is a, a movement started by travelers who believe that we can make a positive impact when we travel, especially by avoiding use of um, single use plastic bottles. And that is important to me. You can take the pledge online. So I took the pledge. Uh, Grail is the company, you can see the bottle here. Um, they create water purifier bottles and I actually partnered with them on my Patagonia trip last year as well. We gave all the participants a Grail bottle so that we could collect and filter our own water for the entire trip. And we avoided using single use plastic bottles for that entire trip of 10 days. Um, spend locally. Um, Shannon Stoll is the CEO of the ATTA, the Adventure Travel Trade Association. And he has a, a fabulous TEDx talk called Change the World, Take a Vacation. If you guys get a chance, check it out. But in that talk, he says, travelers reaching destinations via cruise ships or staying at all-inclusive resorts or in international chain hotels often leave slim financial benefits in their wake. In fact, studies have shown that up to 85% of the money they spend leaves the destination entirely. Adventure travel, which works at the intersection of nature, culture, and activity, is a model where approximately 65% of the money spent by a traveler stays in the destination by supporting local guides and businesses. In turn, these locals have a reason to protect and preserve the surrounding environmental landscape. It does matter. Leave no trace is another thing that I practice. You may have heard of this. Um, it turns out nine out of 10 people in the outdoors are uninformed about their impacts. Maybe those of us with a voice can help change that. The seven principles of leave no trace are essentially plan ahead and prepare, travel and camp on durable surfaces, dispose of waste properly, leave what you find, minimize campfire impacts, respect wildlife and be considerate of other visitors. There's a man named Robert Swan, who is an activist in Antarctica. You can read more about what he's doing at 2041.com. But he keynoted at that conference in Argentina and he said, the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. So the big question always is what can you actually do, right? What can you do now? These are just some ideas. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Start small and ask yourself what's important to you. Um, watch Chasing Coral, bring tissues. Check out carbonfootprint.com. If you're interested in learning more about offsetting your carbon footprint, you can Google anything, you guys. Take the tap pledge, recycle, practice leave no trace, understand over tourism. Research tour companies, brands you work with, um, see what sustainable practices they have or don't have. Uh, research protective movements around a place, culture, or species that you love and donate to a project at work for good in one of these areas. This could be time as well as money. Um, any Spider-Man fans in the house? <laughs> okay, so thanks. Um, so in the movies, right before Uncle Ben dies, he says this to Spider-Man. He says, with great power comes great responsibility. And I've lo I love this quote. It's always stayed with me because I feel like what we are creating with our platforms is power. Power to persuade, power to influence, power 
to make a difference. That's why we always see celebrities uh, endorsing this or that product or even destination because they have an audience who trusts them, who wants to do what they do and wear what they wear and travel where they travel. So what will you do with your platform? Does anybody here hate public speaking? Like three of you raised your hands. According to stats, 75% of adults <laughs> are afraid of public speaking, which means at least 50% of you are afraid of even raising your hand in public. So thank you for your participation. Um, when I was filling out the speaker form for this presentation, I came across the question, why are you uniquely qualified to present this session? And Rick and I had already talked about what it was going to be about. So I, I kind of knew the answer to this question, but it made me think it would have been so much easier to not do this, to not get up on the stage, to say, I'm not worthy. I am not the expert in leadership or responsibility. I'm not always saying and doing the right things. It's, it's not me, right? But I am here on this stage before you right now because of a challenge that we all share. And that challenge comes in two parts. The first part is to recognize that as influencers, we all have a stage. Today, my stage is quite literal. Um, but generally, my stage consists of my podcast, my blog, my Instagram account, my Facebook. You get the picture. Um, the funny thing is, when I sit down to do a podcast, it goes out to way more than, okay, there's a few hundred of you here right now. My podcast hits way more ears than that. But it doesn't scare me because I'm sitting in a room by myself, right? I can't see the people. They don't talk back to me when I talk to them like you guys do. Thank you, by the way. So how many of you guys have a platform? This is a content creator conference. So courage, raise your hands. Lots, of, like almost every blog, podcast, YouTube, something, right? How many people are in your audience? 50, 500, 10,000, 100,000? I told you guys my story so that you could see that I'm not special. I started somewhere. I have overcome things to get here. My story brought me here. Your story brought you here, right? I'm no more worthy of standing on this stage than you are. So we're gonna do a group exercise right now. I want you all to close your eyes. Close your eyes and imagine yourself in a classroom or in a theater or in a stadium, something that's big enough to contain your known audience. And then put yourself on the stage. Not gonna make you hang out there for too long. Go ahead and open your eyes. Did you see someone? Someone was in your classroom, right? Or your theater or your stadium or your arena. Someone was there, right? Some nods, yeah, I hope so. Okay, guess what? Welcome to public speaking. The key here is to understand that while you cannot always see your audience, they are there. They follow you because they think you're smart. They think you're funny. They wanna learn from you. They wanna do what you do and wear what you wear and travel where you travel. The second part of this challenge is to recognize where you stand and how you move on your stage. Um, when I was in Tierra del Fuego before that Argentina conference, I ran into a friend of mine who <laughs> I hadn't seen in a year. She has a 12-year-old daughter. She told me that her 12-year-old daughter is now following me on Instagram. I checked myself in that moment because 
If any of you have ever been or known a 12-year-old girl, you know how impressionable they are, right? So I asked myself two questions, and I encourage you to do the same. The first one is, am I worth following? And if you're sitting in this room right now, I certainly hope that you believe in yourself and your answer is yes. More important is the second question, why am I worth following? Why are you uniquely qualified to stand on your stage? Why are you, what are, what are you gonna be brave about and bring to the table for discussion? What are you going to challenge yourself and others with? And what will a 12 year old girl see when she looks at your Instagram? Is she gonna see strength, inspiration and authenticity in a female role model who's using her superpowers to change the world? Or is she gonna see another white privileged travel blogger? Uh, in, in the travel industry specifically, it's really important to understand where you stand on responsible travel. Think about it. Have the conversation with yourself. Uh, learn about it if you don't know it already. Um, as an influencer, it's important to understand where you sit in the, in the arenas of expectations and privilege and leadership. Setting an example for those who come after us, whether it's the next generation or the next guest to use the hostile kitchen, you better dry those dishes. Set your stage and get to know it so you can move the shoes that you're already standing in. How many of you does that scare? Anybody? No, you're all pros. Awesome. It's scary, let me tell you. I'm standing on stage and I feel it. But you know what? Just because something is scary and uncomfortable doesn't give us permission to shy away from it. That is the definition of privilege. And that's a Liz Gilbert quote, by the way. Don't, we can't be stagnant. If you need to take a break to take care of yourself or figure out where you are, take a break, even if it takes a while like it took me. But once you start, once this starts to click for you and you feel your ice bucket challenge, recognize it and rise to the occasion. I'm gonna show you this one more time to remind you about the arena. Only now when you think about it, I want you to imagine yourself there with me and Pat Flynn and Brene Brown and all these people by your side doing the hard work. I told you that I had one thing left on my Lou list, um, and it took me until today to accomplish. It was to speak at TVEX, and I have not been ready until this moment, but here I am moving my shoes and rising to the challenge. Are you rising to the challenge of leadership on your own platform, understanding that there is a responsibility that comes with that? Be aware that you, that we all have an incredible opportunity to spread good messages, to stand behind good causes, to lead by example, even if you stumble, because you will, we all do, but perfection is never the destination. It's showing up and doing good with the stage that you have built and recognizing that although you can't always see them, your audience is paying attention. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Woo. Done with that one all over again. <laughs> I sincerely hope that you enjoyed that and maybe even learned something. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Please do share with me if you wouldn't mind. Feel free to find me on Instagram at Traveling Jackie or like I said, comment on the blog page at travelingjackie.com where the video is if you want to check that out. I appreciate you for being here and letting me share that with you. So thank you for that. 
safe travels to everybody and I will catch you guys next time.